International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Sorois. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hey, Pat. What's up? Oh, nothing much, Kath. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Beautiful day in New York today. Went for a bike ride. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Ate a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Classic New York day. Yeah, right. Just, yeah, bike rides and bagels and shit. That's what's up. Yeah, Uh, I sat on a stoop for a while. (laughs) Talked to my neighbor, Miss Cookie. (laughs) Did you play an old man in a game of chess? (laughs) Not yet. That's what Uh, I'm doing after this. Now, they provide the chess boards. Do they bring their own chess pieces? Because it seems like those would go missing. That's a good question. I think they do. They provide their own chess pieces. I will say I've been in New York for a little over three months now. I have yet to see any of those chess. Okay, so I maybe Hollywood was trying to put one over on me. It could be. I mean, yeah. granted, I also like don't go to parks or nature because I'm uh <laughs> gross yeah <laughs> only go to bars so <laughs> uh my girlfriend's uh daughter is going to new york next week for the first time and uh she's going with her uh her grandma and um so i, I went on the the apple maps thing and brought up like the 3d you know the apple does that dope ass thing where you can use like a 3d mm-hmm. model of the city so i did that for uh for new york and uh it was funny when i showed her the statue of liberty and she saw how big it was in comparison to the buildings she was very disappointed <laughs> she was like i thought it was gonna be a lot bigger yeah right so fuck you new york (laughs) she'll still like it yeah something tells me she'll still be okay (laughs) uh yeah it's been beautiful down here too uh fuck we're talking about the weather on the podcast but it's nice um (laughs) no we uh i I had i had to mow the yard yesterday and uh I, 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 it was great because the sun was still shining. I got tons of like I got I got tons of great sun, but like I wasn't hot. It was so dope, so much so that I so novel in Texas. Yeah, I'm really yeah, so much so that the next day I even fucking went out and got the little lazy man parts that you like you can get away with not getting. I went back out and got those just because I was like I'm gonna get some more fucking sun because like I, yeah. I, yeah, I feel boy. like at, at this point in my life, like I'm so out of shape. I just count any time I'm outside as exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, checking the mail one rep every day. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of people that uh, that don't don't get outside much and uh, and don't uh, don't have a lot of exposure to the light. Uh, I like this is yeah. Now we're doing something different. Normally, me and Kath at least take a few minutes to kind of just go back and forth about you know, hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is the dude. Blah 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 blah. Uh, today, time crunch didn't have it. Didn't do it. I'm in the dark today. Yeah. So we're going straight dollop. Uh, you guys, friends of the show, you guys. Know them but uh we're going we're going straight d-o-l-l-o-p on this one uh so kath is going to be getting shocked hearing it uh, in real time as are you so yeah i'm excited i'm especially excited <laughs> now i know it's about a shut-in which is yeah like- well, That's, well, it's it, it's it's about uh, types of people who are traditionally shut-ins, but this guy okay. breaks a lot of molds. So let's we'll, go. We'll get into it. Let's yeah. Okay. It. Here we go. Albert Gonzalez was born in Miami, Florida, in 1981. Uh, his father. He's yeah. like around our age. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is our camp. Uh, okay. So a millennial. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's right on the right on the fucking cusp. He's 81. <laughs> uh, also, I do want to apologize if anyone's hearing weird noises on my end. I live. 
uh, beautiful Big Apple, baby. I live right by a mosque, and there's a call to prayer going. On. <laughs> That's why. Anyway. Oh man, God damn it! Now the root of my pocket. <laughs> just have like a fucking crazy opinion about that. No, it sounds actually you tight. Mean, that sounds really um, tight. I know this mosque has been here like way longer than me, but like <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> Religion. You, like, just calm down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys seem really impassioned. Uh, okay, so now Albert's father, he had traveled to America from Cuba on a makeshift raft in the 1970s. Uh, his father owned a landscaping business, and that is where uh, Albert would work as a child. Uh, his father and mother were devout Catholics, and they raised him in a very conservative household in a working-class neighborhood. Uh, now, by all accounts, Alberto was a very sweet and good-natured, outgoing young boy. I'm uh, so excited to find out what he did. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is like, this is like the American dream yeah 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 to well grow it, it, up to con people I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's only about to get more american girl all right so uh, <laughs> uh 1993 when albert was about 12 years old uh, he used the money he had earned working with his dad to buy his first computer uh young albert was fascinated by the machine uh he spent every free minute he had exploring it and learning about it um you know and as he tend to do his fascination fascination soon became an obsession uh, his grades started dropping and his mother pleaded with him to see a psychologist you know first generation immigrant parents they're just like my boy he's just captured by this box so like you know they're just pretty pissed about it uh so albert refused he would not he would not go see a psychologist uh now in high school he fell in with a group of computer hackers all right now this so, is this was prime it's interesting to me because i i do remember hearing this like about sort of like how computers entered the home like it's yeah. not Computers were initially marketed like to children. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah particularly was, to male children. Yeah, they would say um, things like, like uh, it'll help with the homework, it'll help with school, you know? Like, yeah, like a, as an educational thing, also as like games, but it, it wasn't like considered like, like business people were not buying computers. Yeah. Like, they were, if they were buying them, they were buying them for their kids. Yeah. And, and like, which it, is why like a lot of like weird dudes ended up making <laughs> billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's just the, the, these guys got it. Like I have a friend who uh, does computer programming now and he, uh, I remember like back in the day, he, he would go and like ride his bike out to this dude's house who he later described as probably one of the first 12 people in Texas to use the internet. <laughs> like, and uh, he would just learn that now, you know, now he fucking uh, works in like a nest type system, like the home, home automated, like home mm-hmm. like, uh, com- uh, temperature shit, AC, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Anyways. So yeah, yeah. But he's uh, he's not weird at all. He's, he's a very nice and charismatic guy. But uh, um, yeah, so in high school, he fell in this guy, uh, Albert, he fell in with a group of hackers and they called themselves the Keebler Elves Gang. <laughs> the Keebler Elves? The Keebler Elves Gang. So, Man, aim yeah. higher with your gang. Yeah, yeah. Like, also, but also, this is like this is like the mid-90s. This is like when being a hacker meant kind of like, or just a hacker, like the movie fucking Hackers was out, you know? Like, uh, yeah, those and, dudes were cool. They wouldn't call they, themselves Keebler Elves. Yeah, but I think there was like that kind of like that, like, like kind of stupid, like, uh, asinine ironic kind of like things of like sure. yeah me and all my friends are like it's the Keebler elf gang or with like the the skittle pimps or some weird like shit like that you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. yeah yeah and uh fair enough you yeah. convinced me yeah it made a lot of sense what i said uh <laughs> so uh funny names aside the group actually hacked into nasa 
And they also hacked into the official government website for the country of India, which in 1996, I'm sure that wasn't fucking very hard. It was like on on tripod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, once inside uh, these uh, these restricted once inside these restricted sites, uh, the group really wouldn't do much damage. It was really all about bragging rights at that point. They just want to see. Who and this could get was when in they were in high school, correct? This was when they were in high school. Yes. Okay. Now, oddly enough, the Keebler Elves gang weren't very popular kids. Uh, the group navigated high school much like any and all computer hacker gangs in the 90s meaning on rollerblades <laughs> uh, now Albert graduated high school in 1999 and enrolled in Miami Dade Community College which by the way total party school uh, I don't know I'm not sure how they do it at the Miami Dade Community College I don't, I don't know if a, a community yeah, I know. college can be a party school <laughs> I don't know I used to party with a lot of guys who went to community college <laughs> That's true. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I feel uh, like everybody who goes to community college parties, but yeah. it's not a party. School. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That, that doesn't. <laughs> uh, and in, in Copper's Cove, we used to call it Central Texas College. I called it Harvard on the Hill because it's just on this weird ass hill. And yeah. So uh, now. <laughs> Less than halfway into the first semester, Albert dropped out, and he moved from Florida to New York, uh, a move more commonly known as the reverse snowbird, uh, is what I wrote there. Now, once in New York, uh, Albert worked for a string of dot-com companies that either folded or relocated. So before long, Albert was jobless and in a new city. He needed money. He needed it fast. Uh, Albert had heard other, ta- other hackers talk about what were called carding forums. Now, carding forums are like illegal parts of the web where you could go and buy and sell credit card info. Okay. So you could buy fake card readers, you could buy identities, and these operated essentially like early versions of the Silk Road on the deep web. Uh, it's kind of like that, like a very early version of that. Don't you feel so cool when you get to say deep web? Yeah, well, anytime oh. I, I anytime I get a chance, like ah, that probably occurred on the deep web. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, talking about the deep web or the deep state, I'm like, yeah, yeah I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> my eyes are open, bitch. Yeah, deep state. Yeah, that just sounds. It sounds like threatening and menacing. Just deep state. Oh shit, it's bad. We yeah. can't talk about the deep state on this podcast. Podcast pattern, they'll shut us down. I apologize for bringing it up. You know, I heard that's all. No, <laughs> uh, we're back. Okay, we're back after a protracted legal battle. Uh, now, uh, yeah, so he got uh, on these carding forums and uh, he got really popular on one. He got really frequent on one known as Shadow Crew. Uh, by the way, way cooler than the Keebler Elf Boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's that's a name. Yeah. Uh, using the alias Kumba Johnny, uh, he quick, quickly became an administrator for the site. Now, uh, here he helped thieves buy and sell credit card info. Uh, once the stolen info was sold, the buyer would load it onto a dummy card, go to an ATM, drain the account. Uh, this scam is known as a cash out trip. So okay. he just kept this up. He's making, you know, a couple thousand a day, just, you know, living in New York City in the fucking 90s. And, you know, no one ever told him life was going to be that way. And it was. Um, so it was, uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Ethan just came through with the clap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, now it, it, he did these for a while, but it was eventually one of these cash out trips that would lead to Albert's first arrest. Uh, one night, just two beat cops noticed that Albert was loading card after card into an ATM, uh, just you know with zero fucking regard as to who saw him do it. Uh, they apprehended Albert and they found dozens of blank white cards and thousands of dollars in cash. Uh, so Albert was turned over to the Secret Service. Uh, now the Secret Service actually investigates cyber and financial crime, which uh, yeah. I. I know, I, I know I, that, I and I still always recently. Yeah, that like the Secret Service, like they're who does like counterfeiting and stuff. Yes, counterfeiting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, dope episode of Monk where he fucking is he gets involved in, uh, in a, a guy trying to hide a counterfeit. Uh, 
coin that he stole from his job at the Treasury Department and the Secret Service coming to look for him. <laughs> Turns out, he stumbled into a barbershop, staged a robbery, and stashed it in a gumball machine. So... <laughs> Yeah. I, Pat, I think the reason I love you, Pat, and I feel like the reason our listeners love you is because you're like the only person I know who would ever utter the sentence, that's a dope episode of Monk. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm completely aware that Monk is not a good show, but I watched it for just, hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, Monk is good. I will stand by it. I think yeah. Monk is good. I mean, I mean Shalhoub is just a, Shalhoub's a dope dude, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear when people look at something that just makes you happy. Like uh, another delightful dude, this guy Ryan O'Flanagan has a series of uh, videos on Funny or Die called "Overly Excited Tourist," and it's just him going around to like cities that he headlines in and just like going and doing touristy stuff. And he'll be like, "Get facts wrong." He's like, and he has these crazy interjections. He'll go like, "Get out of my ass! Look at the size of that clock tower!" And like, just (laughs) weird stuff. And it's like two minutes long, and I laugh the whole time. But like, uh, on the comments, on the comments all these people are like oh my god this fake steve brule this dude's so dumb it's the same joke i'm like get the fuck off the internet buddy like <laughs> some people just some people's hearts are too uh cold and broken to enjoy yes exactly somebody being irrationally excited about something yeah yeah and fuck them yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> go to hell go to hell you, you fucking negative uh nancy's if don't you know. don't think monk is dope yeah yeah, yeah yeah fuck right off okay and let me leave me to my burn notice all right <laughs> But, uh, okay, anyway, so, yeah. sorry for that interjection. So, uh, faced with jail time from the Secret Service, Albert agreed to work with them. Uh, Albert was paid $75,000 a year to participate in what was being called Operation Firewall, because they, they just found out that word existed. Uh, oh, so, so stoked. That's yeah, they're like, yo, I got this. Check this out. Word. Fucking Firewall, dude. And they're like, well, okay, respect. Um, <laughs> he continued with his role as an, ad, uh, as an admin on Shadow Crew, and he funneled all the data he could to the authorities. Uh, eventually, this okay. Let, so he's a snitch. Now. Yeah, now he's snitching. Now he's just straight okay. snitching. So this led to the arrest of uh, 28 Shadow Crew members. Uh, they, they described the prosecution as a slam dunk. All 28 suspects were convicted. It was the largest cyber bust in American history at that point. Uh, Can to- I ask a question? Yes. Do we have any of their screen names in this uh, uh, no, thing that you're reading. Yes, but they're not like there are people of, of points of interest in it who they're not the craziest screen names. But okay. uh, well, no, actually, you know what? There is a fucking the whole thing is brought down by a stupid, stupid screen name. And I'll, okay, we will. Excited. That is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. When you hear it, you're going to be like, it's not even, well, OK, more to it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, thanks for all the horse names. Uh, those are yes. those are tight. Yeah. The the. the like we, Ella Gale uh, came through with another one today that I forget, but that's the most recent horse. Whoever time. said blame it on Blago? Like, yeah, oh, that how was. How did we not think of? That? Yeah, yeah, genius, <laughs> genius. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think blame it on Blago. Yeah. Anyways, but now we have. Uh, yeah, so so the uh, so the, the the shadow crew members at the time they were being investigated, they think that they actually stole about four million dollars out of ATMs in New York City. So damn, yeah, four million dollars cash. Four million, yeah, fucking cold hard, fucking straight up cash, dude. Uh, <laughs> the kind of shit you buy a truck with. Uh, Albert was cut loose and eventually returned to Miami. Now Albert, uh, who had always been insanely knowledgeable about computers, was now equally knowledgeable about how the government investigated cybercrime. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, created a monster. Yes. 
yeah. Now, it wasn't long before Albert called up his old friends from the Keebler Elves gang. <laughs> he got the fucking band back together. The, the, elves, he, are, like, the elves are back in town. the little tiny bell yeah. on the, outside the knot in the tree trunk where they all lived. They all stopped making cookies and just ran out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Anyways. Uh, so, and uh, he got them all together and he uh, shared them all of his newfound knowledge and skill. And together they hatched a scam that was essentially identical to the one he used while at Shadow Crew. Uh, except this time they weren't they weren't buying stolen credit card info. What they were going to do is they were going to hack into the websites of the country's biggest retailers and steal it themselves. So now Albert's gang wasn't a scrappy gang. Uh, his crew wasn't a scrappy gang of misfits. Uh, the other four men they all had significant day jobs in IT and the tech industry. Uh, one yeah. of the, one of them even worked in data protection. Uh, his dream team was made up of uh, Stephen Watt. Did, now imagine at this point when I say these names, it's coming up in a graphic like. I'm like Stephen Watt, coding genius. And it's like it's like that Matrix uh, text effect where yeah, it's like yeah, a bunch of scrolling yeah, numbers and then it just like yeah, material. Material, yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. Every bullet point is just a graphic, and so it's just like uh, coding genius. Graduated high school at 16. Graduated college at 19. Worked for IT at Morgan Stanley. Patrick Tui met in a Shadow Crew cash out trip in 2004. Had a troubled home life. Fiercely obedient to Albert. Did anything asked of him. Chris Scott. <laughs> Fat Keep geek. Keep going. I want you okay. to put music under this. <laughs> uh, Chris Scott. Fat geek. Had been kicked out of high school for infecting all of the school computers with a virus. Oh, yeah. everybody else has cool credits. Yeah. Fat geek. That was how it said. It said he was an overweight nerd. So I just said fat geek. <laughs> I am so, I'm also dancing while we do this. All right. Now, uh, he was BFFs with Jonathan J. James, fourth member of the crew, boom, Jonathan James, hacker celebrity. At 16, he heard he served six months for hacking NASA's mainframe, whatever the fuck that means. So uh, that guy, you actually may know about him because the character from Hackers was loosely based on him. Uh, yeah. Essentially, at 16, he was actually sentenced to six months in jail for hacking the they NASA mainframe. The mainframe so much in that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you see a mainframe, what? Uh, what there's the only dignified response is to hack it. I've always said that. Now, um, let's see the five yeah so and uh the five pseudo bros they dubbed themselves so they changed it from the keebler elf gang they now called themselves the hack pack so okay. <laughs> the hack pack uh uh and, and then they did a yeah it's a step up the hack pack catch them at your local open mic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right cool thank you boom yeah <laughs> uh now the uh and they they, they changed their they, they had an operation this was their mission it was called operation and I remember what time this was it's like 2004 uh 50 cent hottest name in rap they called it operation get rich or die trying yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this is what happens when we do episodes about people our age. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> so the uh, the first step to the scam was called war driving. Now, what war driving is is that Jonathan James and Chris Scott would set up a supercharged Wi-Fi hotspot, and then they'd get a laptop and they'd get in a car and they would drive around downtown Miami and they would just scan uh, wireless networks and they would see which ones were unprotected and which ones were poorly protected. 
and it, it, it actually had a program that they built that took all the information and fed it into a fucking Excel spreadsheet as they drove. And so, Damn. yeah, yeah, pretty tight. Uh, I knew about the, I knew generally what that was. Like I knew war driving was when yeah. you were looking for unsecured wireless networks, but like yeah, usually, generating them all, that's pretty. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And usually it's just, you know, you're trying to get in, get out, watch a few videos, jack off in the car and get home, you know, <laughs> like, right, right. You, you listeners. Sure. Okay. Uh, so other uh, first drive through downtown Miami pulled in over 800 networks. The first unprotected one they found was for a wholesale club called BJ's wholesalers. Uh, the pair parked outside of BJ's hacked the network, stole the credit watch card. Some BJ Vince. Yeah. Watch some BJ Vince got in a quick J O. Uh, now they, uh, they hacked the network and stole the credit card info of customers in real time as they swiped them in the store. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, within hours, the info would be given to Albert and he passed it along to Stephen Watt and Patrick Tui. Stephen and Patrick then funneled the info straight into the plastic code cards and a device called a card writer. Um, that's a fun fact there. Uh, <laughs> before the sun went down that day, they had cards in the hands of their runners and they went out and made cash outs all around the city. Wow. So, yeah, boom. Now, after this first success... You gotta admire that kind of efficiency. Yeah, it was just... It was within a few hours from obtaining the information. It was this already... This is what happens when nerds turn to crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets yeah, done yeah, very well. Yeah, very efficient. Things run smoothly. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well said. Uh, now, after the first success, uh, Albert, who was raised Catholic, he said he felt an initial twinge of guilt. Uh, he repeatedly told Patrick Tui that they were going to hell for this. <laughs> So just that uh, he already said they were going to hell, but I guess that's just being Catholic. But uh, hell is like the strip club they were going to go spend all their money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little twinge did not last very long. Uh, <laughs> Albert said he did eventually justify his actions through reason. The reason that the credit card companies would notice the fraud and everyone would be reimbursed. True, uh, but we'll come to see later. That only goes so far. Now, uh, as good as their plan was, it was still very risky. Uh, war driving and cash outs exposed them and put them at risk of being picked up on surveillance footage. And you know, you can only get so much from each cash out. You only get a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. So Albert began to work on ways to make Operation Get Rich or Die Trying even more effective and even harder to detect. He started first with- step, shorter name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> first step to efficacy. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, my. Uh, uh, my laptop uh, autocorrected get rich or die trying to get Rick or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the original name of saving, saving private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> get Ryan or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they worked with uh, elite carters from Eastern Europe and he learned that he needed what's known as a sniffer code. Now uh, this code searches a computer for info like bank account numbers and socials and social security numbers and discreetly sends them back to their source. Uh, the code is difficult to write effectively. It was well outside of Albert's capabilities. So Albert called on the Hack Pack's very own Stephen Wobb. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Was he the fat nerd? No. Stephen Watt looks like uh, local comic Stephen Farmer. He's in amazing shape. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, the fat nerd is Chris Scott. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, and Watt had the code done in 10 hours. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. To avoid detection, Patrick Tui set up remote servers all over the globe in places like Latvia, Singapore, UK, Ukraine, and China uh, to store the data and avoid it ever being used as evidence against them. So now they have hundreds of thousands of stolen cards, but they don't have an effective way uh, to... Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry. They, they use the sniffer thing and they, they do the... Uh, they attack 
uh, websites in quite the same way, but they just use the, the sniffer code. It goes through, pulls them all out. So now they have hundreds of thousands of stolen card numbers, uh, but they don't have an effective way to use them on mass. And this is something I didn't even right. think about. Credit cards don't stay good forever. Um, yeah. Most of them were nearing their expiration date and many more had already expired and their potential returns were diminishing with every passing day. Mm-hmm. So to expedite distribution, they called on international crime lord Maxim Yastrzemski. Yeah, Yastrzemski. Maxim Yastrzemski. International uh, crime, crime lord, lord Yastrzemski. Uh, Maxim- this is like... Ocean's Eleven, but of dorks and not of George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> this is like every time there's like a new person. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just, who has, yeah, like that, like they're like little Chiron with all their information, but it's just another like chinless dweeb. Yeah. Like all of that. <laughs> no jawbones around here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Maxim was a Ukrainian national, uh, I said uh, Ukrainian national who was the biggest wholesaler of credit card information in the world. Uh, Albert and uh, uh, Maxim would communicate through instant message. Uh, Maxim used his real screen name, his real name for his screen name, but also Maxim, you know, that could be anybody. Although his is spelled M-A-K-S-Y-M, so maybe not. Uh, So then... Oh, man. Anyway, so... yeah, Max used his real name, and Albert used uh, the string of numbers 2016-799- Nine six was his screen. That's name. his username. Yeah, it's his username. Which that's I mean that's what Come you on, wanted, man. But you, you were the people yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're trying to communicate, you know, with, without giving away anything about yourself, that's definitely sure. the way to go. Totally. So uh, Yastrzemski was able to sell the gang's credit card. God date. forbid someone finds out you like uh, Oreos yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, else yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy eats El Fudge. <laughs> El Fudge, dope cookies. Um, shout out friends of the show, El Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, Yastrzemski was able to sell the gang's card data for $150 to $300 a pop. And keep in mind, they had hundreds of thousands of these. Yeah, uh, holy and, shit. And so Albert... Wait, how much was it? $150 to, a pop? To $300 a pop, depending on the on the credit limit, I guess, I'd imagine. Or, wow, or, that's like not that much money. Yeah, yeah, but the person who's buying it for $300 can probably pull $1,100, $1,200 out of an ATM. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, that's not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Albert would take half of that so money was sent back to Alf, Alf, uh, Albert through online currency exchanges uh, and soon uh, cash this is all like when is this all happening this is like 2000 right now we're at 2005 2000. 2005. 2005. Okay. So, like, so we're pre-Bitcoin. This is pre-Bitcoin. We're pre-Tor. We're pre-Deep Web. Yes. Now, what this what this was was uh, what this was allowing you to do though was uh, these these websites it was for currency exchange where you you knew if you were going to be uh, traveling to a uh, another country right. you could just email you could mail them money and there or whatever they would you would arrive at a place and get a cash shipment. It's like yeah, it's like a money order. Yeah, exactly. So okay. uh, they would send it back. Uh, so. Cash shipments of three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars were being sent to a post office box that uh, uh, post office box that um, what you call it uh, Albert had. Now he said if he skipped a few days and didn't go to his uh, to his box or whatever, he would come back and there would be boxes piled up in front of it. God damn! Boxes of three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars just piled up in front of it. Like like, hey, you got all these damn boxes, sir. How does they like? How is that not then discovered as something nefarious? Like. 
I don't what know. Do you say that you're doing. I well, I guess, I guess you could uh, conceal uh, what was actually in the boxes. Although the pictures that I saw looked like it just opened it up and there was fucking cash. So I mean, <laughs> you'd be like, I, it's one of those things you'd be surprised if there's that many moving pieces. Like, if any parcels are going through a fucking post office in a day. You know, it's like that's true. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little unsettling about what they don't catch, or, and, or if, it's, if it's coming to you, then it's not unsettling. It's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> so uh, Albert had so much cash, he was breaking his money counter, and he one time complained to Patrick. Tui that he had to count 340 grand by hand so Ugh. yeah what a what a hard yeah yeah I leave yeah, yeah I don't know how the other half lives to be honest with oh you oh my god his money counter broke yeah it ca- couldn't count so high count this fucking money by hand you know man all right oh, shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh it's 2005 these five assholes have unlimited cash uh one investigator pointed out uh we were they doing all this money oh she said the profits went right up their nose <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. These nerds are getting cool. Yeah, nerds getting cool. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh I want there to be a movie about this. I want there yeah. to be a makeover scene. Yeah. A guy's getting a tailored suit. Yeah. He goes to a bar. He gets bought. He goes to a club. He gets bottle service. Yeah. It's exactly like the scene in The Social Network where Justin Timberlake's like, you know what's cool? A billion dollars. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck. That's these guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing they they would book fuck. They live in Miami. Yes, exactly. They're the biggest douchebags on earth yeah. at this point. They were they were they would book five thousand dollar a night hotel penthouses and stay for weeks. <laughs> Just stay there. Oh, uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, now they used to drink what they would call magic milkshakes. Uh, magic milkshake was you can't take the nerd out yeah. of those rich guys. <laughs> Magic milkshakes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, what they had in them, they had uh, cookies and cream ice cream, skim milk, because okay. they're fucking nerds. They had the skim. But uh, Magic mushrooms, LSD, and ecstasy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even Okay, never mind. That actually does sound good. Yeah, yeah. Even- I thought it was going to be like a white Russian. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty tight. Even with the lead investigator, uh, it was just like this this uh, this female uh, agent was investigating. She couldn't help but like I saw how excited she was when she goes and they would combine them and just have them and she had a huge smile. She's like, the most intense experience. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was oh. pretty stoked about Mushrooms, it. Mushrooms, LSD, and ecstasy. Yeah. Yo. And cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, cancel your plans. We're eating. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he threw a lavish party. Uh, I forget all this hacking stuff. That is their greatest innovation. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> now, uh, at a lavish party thrown for uh, his birthday in New York, Albert set up a table with drugs piled on it. Uh, and he carved huge piles of drugs into letters that indicated what they were. There were giant C's that were Coke. <laughs> he made giant E's that were ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. These dudes are just... It's di- like an ice sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These dudes are fucking just doing it to it. So now they said that somehow in the midst of all this, Albert never lost control of the business. Uh, he was always available if there was a problem or if anyone had a question. His laptop was never beyond his arm's reach and he stayed busy. Because... Wow. Yeah. There was, there Impressive. They were spending and making so much fucking money that this time they decided it was time to move into phase two of get Richard die trying. And they actually had it broken down in phases. So they had robbed individuals. They had gotten stores, but Albert had the idea to take it to the next level. He wanted to find where those companies 
processed their own credit card transactions. Like, where was the database that all the the, the, the credit card oh, every time? Shit. Yeah, he's moving up the chain. Yeah, so every time you swipe your card at a Sears, you know what I'm saying? But then every time you swipe your card at every Sears in America, where does all that information go in the Sears right. database? So they went into that. So what they did was uh, they kicked the reconnaissance into high gear. They would do daily war drives and they would look around looking for weekly secured networks of major retailers. They would go inside the store sometimes. They would buy something. They would see what point of sale system to use, what kind of cashier they were using, or a cash register they were using, uh, the, what kind of cashier they're using, generally a person. But uh, <laughs> they would uh, see what kind of uh, hardware was out there and they would go back and learn how to reverse engineer the hardware and find out all of its weaknesses and find out how it interacted with the network and find out how it sent its information back to the main part. So that year, they hit the TJX company. Now, that's the large parent company for Marshalls and TJ Maxx. Uh, shout out my Maxinistas. But uh, <laughs> so um, now, uh, yeah. This podcast is uh, pro uh, the Maxinista faction. Yeah. yeah. The military wing. <laughs> the military. Um, TJ Maxx. Yeah. Uh, we support them wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to be doing uh, paramilitary exercises against uh, Sears at some point. Here, right? uh, they're, yeah. They, they uh, will be occupying Dillard's. That's going to happen. Now, how they they did this was uh, Chris Scott, fat nerd, uh, breaks into wireless access points at two separate stores along Route 1 in Florida for TJ Maxx. Now, there, he's able to move into there, uh, into the major credit card transaction server that TJ Maxx is using. So, now, he has the info on every card swiped at every Marshalls and every TJ Maxx across the country, every transaction, every damn day, updated by the minute. So, yeah, in December of 2006, they pulled 45 million card numbers. So, remember I said he was getting 150 to 300 a pop for that? So, if you, now this is where I was like, there had to be a fucking, there had to be some sort of discount for this song, because if that was the case, it comes out to like 11 billion (laughs) dollars. Well, it's also like, you can't sell, like, the market will be saturated at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't sell all of those. Yeah, right? yeah. Exa- I, I would imagine, yeah. But they, they were still selling quite a bit. So, I mean, I don't know how it works out of that. Yeah. They, they, They're doing good. Yeah. Now, so if you shopped at any of those retail stores at that time, they, without a doubt, had your shit. If you swiped your card in a TJ Maxx in December of 2006, they got your number. Like, it was Very high probability. Yeah, yeah. At least they got my mom. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely got yeah. the <laughs> So, uh, now, it was around that time that TJ Maxx's tech crew finally detected the presence of foreign software in their system. Uh, alarm bells were rang. Feds were notified. But investigate- So, how long did they have access to all that? About 30 to 45 days. God damn. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... It was around that time TJ Maxx's tech crew finally detected the presence of foreign software. Yeah. Now, as investigators would soon admit, they had, tr- they quote, tried everything. Every way we had to find out that software, where that software came from and where it was being sent to was tried and proved to be unsuccessful. So they, they gave it, nice. they gave it their full fucking go and we're just like, we, we don't know. We can't figure this one out. The hack yeah. pack had beaten the feds. Uh, however, their old pal Maxim Yastrzemski had not. Uh, Maxim, international crime lord Maxim, uh, had been the focus of an entirely separate Secret Service investigation um, about his credit card stuff, and that investigation had led to his arrest in Turkey. So, 
<laughs> a search of his laptop found chat logs between Maxim and an American using the screen name 2016-79996. Oh, man. Yeah, so they got that. But who the fuck is that? It's, it's a completely anonymous. So, it's a robot, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking robots are self-aware. And they're stealing from our discount retailers. Uh, <laughs> the chats detailed the exchange of sniffer codes. That was where they, they were talking about, like, hey, I need a sniffer code. That That's the code that goes in and yeah. looks right there. So they said they needed a sniffer code. Uh, and Albert sent one and said, hey, this is the one I modified to work for TJX, which was the parent company of TJ Maxx. So now they had a connection Ooh, between yeah. Maxim, 20, who they call 201, 2016-79996. They call them 201 for short. So they have a uh-huh. connection between Maxim, 201, and the TJX job. So they had something. So they started looking deeper into the chat logs, and they actually led to the discussion of another large-scale hack. Their next target, David Busters. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, eat and play combo. Eat and play combo. David and Busters. Uh, like, That's such a good target. Yeah, like, yeah. No one's gonna want to admit that. <laughs> oh man! Like, no one's gonna be like. We're gonna want to be like. Yeah, I went to Dave and Busters. Yeah. It, was, it was a work thing. I, yeah, oh. it was a work thing. I had to go to. Uh, <laughs> I one time a coworker of mine in Connecticut when I worked for AT and T was gonna get married he's gonna bachelor party he's gonna be at a strip club that was the plan and then uh that his wife put the fucking kibosh on that shit and uh it got changed to david busters <laughs> and uh <laughs> that is solely the who is it david busters yeah 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 his wife said they couldn't go to strip club. yeah uh bachelor parties where the jig was up <laughs> they fucking, uh they they fucking um they, they uh we we're all sitting around it was just funny as one of my friends like man i'm trying to get a lap dance i want to fucking eat and play combo (laughs) (laughs) I want an eat and play combo but at the strip club I I want that kind of eat and play combo just a big old plate of strip club ribs All right, so uh, yeah, so they 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 were they were aiming at David Buster's. It was in the fucking crosshairs. Uh, Yastrzemski uh, asked two hundred one uh, for a David Buster's sniffer code, uh, which just sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> there's a place in Austin called Main Event, and uh, I was talking to this girl from my hometown who was uh, not very worldly. I will say that she's not a very worldly <laughs> gal. And she was like, that's that's cool you live in Austin. And I was like, yeah. She's like, man. She's like, if I was in Austin, I'd be going to Main Event like every night. <laughs> And I was like, what's main event? She's like, you know, that's where everybody in Austin goes to. <laughs> I don't think that main event is like David Buster's essentially. Uh, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, girl, you. It's apparently it's the it's the Austin David Buster's. It is. It's word of its. Yeah. Uh, Treasures, yeah, yeah, yeah. made it out to Copper's Cove. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, you know, you want to uh, go to the, the big, where everybody goes, yeah. baby. When you, every night, yeah, when you roll up, it's like big city, big city lights, <laughs> <laughs> pulling in the main. Event. Yeah, playing fucking Area Fifty One. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I haven't been to a, I one in a long time. Obviously, it's they have Area Fifty One, but uh, now, um, so yeah, two hundred one was on the radar. That guy, he's he's on the uh, oh yeah, he's a sniffer code was the exact same one used for the TJX hack. So the same one that they used for Dave and Buster. So now they have 201 on the radar. So 
Following Maxim's arrest, Albert became increasingly paranoid. Uh, he wanted to keep a close eye on his associates. Uh, to do this, he moved Patrick Tui, uh, his right hand man, into uh, his Miami condo. Uh, Patrick Tui was the, I was kind of going through the uh, the bump bump bump, but he he uh, that dude uh, was like he's like basically his little puppy dog. Like he looked up to him yeah. and probably would have did. They said he would. They, they, the lady said he probably would have picked up his dry cleaning if you asked him. I was like, yeah, no shit. They're making Aww. they're making a million a month. I'd fucking do it too. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would be super beta for a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Or e- I don't give a fuck. Or flat. even if I was just like alpha, I would be like, hey, can you put my dry cleaning up? I have a million dollars. Sure, I'll go do that. The world, the world <laughs> yeah. is mine. I'll drink a magic milkshake and stumble into a laundromat to get your shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just be like, yeah, fucking have somebody pull around to take me. But um, so yeah, following Maxim's arrest, uh, yeah. Now Operation Get Richard Die Trying though did continue to evolve. The crew no longer needed to war drive to collect data. They started using a remote tactic known as a uh, SQL injection attack. What that essentially does is a website uh, can be asked a question like, hey, what time is your show that you're promoting on your website? And it knows to answer that question. Uh, but it can be asked, hey, what's the social security number of this guy? And it knows to not answer that question. But if you ask it every question a bunch, it just kind of fucks it up and it answers one out of, out of turn and it'll it'll respond to something. So, uh, yeah. So th- it's, like, it's like an old, like, crime movie interrogation scene where they're like yeah. what's your name what are you doing yeah, yeah. what's your wife and he's like oh shit I said it so you went into the store at 1137 and you bought the 40 at 1142 uh yeah okay you see you, you know you just done fucked up right <laughs> sorry my yeah. bad I had to get all uh, in a society there but uh now operation <laughs> yeah so uh so they didn't even need to be in the parking lot of the places they could do this from across the globe they didn't even need to leave the fucking house so with his newfound arsenal and uh you know Albert wanted to go one step above now with TJX judging by all the drugs they're doing they were probably so stoked that they found something they could do from their house yeah <laughs> like hell yeah, man. I almost drove into that fucking TJ Maxx. <laughs> you know, there's two TJ Maxx's right next to each other, and they kind of coincide every now and then. They just kind of blob into each other. It's weird. Uh, so, they they had this, this this new weapon, and so with it, Albert wanted to go one step above. He said, Dave and Buster's, no, too small. Okay? Uh, so, with uh, with TJX, you know, they got, they got all the credit card info for a single chain. Uh, then, they, then they hit that, that uh, what they wanted to do next was they wanted to get the companies that process credit card companies, like the the company that processes credit card payments from other companies, just like right. that made. So they just keep moving yeah, up in scale. the end of the road. Like yeah, do, this is the final boss. Yeah, like first it was all of the the, the system that processes TJ Maxx transactions. Yeah. Then they want to get to the administrator of that system. Yes. And hack that. Yeah. So so they're, they're yeah. so they're uh, so they go and they aim aim for one called Heartland Systems and Heartland. I've, I've used that point of sale system in a couple jobs of mine. They're fucking big. They process payments from. Two 250,000 businesses. Uh, they process 4 billion payments a year. Like they were, they were the, they were the ones, they were the ones. Big time. Uh, Harlan CEO, Bob Carr had always stated, uh, uh, especially when they did their IPO and they went public and people would ask him, what keeps you up at night? He said, getting breached. That's the only thing I think about. He's like, I put all my time and effort to making sure we don't get breached. And well, that was unbeknownst to him. The, the worst thing, the thing that he said that he never wanted to happen to his company happened. Uh, they used the SQL injection attack 
and Patrick Tui extracted small packets of data from Heartland over the course of several months. Uh, when it was all done and all said and done, they had extracted 130 million credit card numbers in like Holy yeah, moly. in like four months. So now, meanwhile, the feds—they're busy. They're pouring through old maxims. They're going through his chat logs, right? And so they're looking for they 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 go and they find a few instances between Maxim and 201 where he referred to 201 as CJ. They ran CJ through a list of known aliases that they have, and they found out that it was shorthand for good old Kumba Johnny. Kumba Johnny. Kumba Johnny from the Shadow Crew days. That young hacker. They gave seventy five. Yeah, they gave seventy five grand a year to Albert Gonzalez. That guy. That's wild. So they they looked and they figured out it was their own. It was their own fucking snitch, man. The whole time the cops knew internal affairs was setting them up. <laughs> Sorry, I made up. I made up my own podcast. Um, no, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. See, yeah, it was Cuba Johnny. So they found that shit, and it was they. They said so they just like sat back. They were like, "What the hell?" Like they it was the last thing they had fucking thought. Because apparently, I didn't like. They had still been paying him seventy five grand a year. He had still been getting paid. He was still an active informant for them. Oh, incredible! Yes, yeah. So that's like kind of like the departed and shit. Uh, yeah. So it was a small connection. Again, this was just a, this was a small connection. It wasn't that wasn't yet rock solid proof, but it spurred the Secret Service. They checked the email associated with two hundred one, and remember how uh, I said it all came down to a stupid fucking screen name. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was the same email they had on file for CJ Kumba Johnny, which of course is soupnazi at efnet.ru. <laughs> A fucking Seinfeld reference, but the whole soupnazi. <laughs> It's incredible too that this guy used the same. Yeah, that's fault. like that's like elementary. Yes, yeah. For your track shit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows you get your soup Nazis for fun illegal yeah. stuff. Your <laughs> real name is for your professional. Email. Yeah. Don't you can't be soup Nazi. Yeah. Your your fed job. Or once you got busted using the soup because I maybe I was thinking about this. EFnet.ru. That's a pretty an- either that's an antiquated uh, email address. That's like an, an old server that like barely exists anymore, or that is something that is tied to the, that is tied to like dark dark web or deep web, kind of like untraceable. Right. I mean, it's Russia. Yeah, we all know from this election cycle. Yeah, <laughs> Russian is hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, including our. Vodka and fur hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a damn bottle, bottle of Russian dressing, and it hacked. It hacked my fridge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, soup Nazi. EF, yeah, so maybe you don't want to get rid of it because it's hard to come across like that, like like deep of a fucking email or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But it was certainly the same one the fucking federales had for him. So on May seventh, two thousand and eight, over one hundred and fifty federal agents raid Alberto Albert's condo in Miami, uh, his parents' house, and several other locations. Albert was known to. Have fake passports and unlimited cash, so they feared if there was any misstep or uh, in the arrest, he could flee and be gone for good. They found computers, they found cash, they found money counters that don't work worth a damn. He has to count by hand, but they did not find Albert. Uh, where'd they find him? At the National Hotel in South Beach. <laughs> yeah, they caught him there. He had two laptops, a Glock 27, 23 grand in cash, and a passport, uh, a fake passport. Hell yeah. So, Albert. Did he, no magic milkshake. No magic milkshake. Yeah, I mean. Or, That's how I would have gone. Yeah. yeah. Magic. <laughs> Magic milkshake, yeah. Glock, yeah, twenty thousand dollars. Yep, let's do it. Yeah, and I'm fucking yeah, it's just just this barricaded behind the mattress, just freaking out. <laughs> 
furiously masturbating. <laughs> this is the last one I got. It's gonna feel like this, you know. Just <laughs> so Albert and Chris Scott, fat nerd, uh, are arrested that day. Uh, Patrick Tui, little a uh, little uh, beta Bill, uh, he turns himself in, begins talking immediately. <laughs> he just Aww. as he was sitting down, he's like, "All right, check it out. There's a fucking thing." <laughs> he just yeah. wasn't even in his seat yet. It was already snitching. <laughs> Uh, upon hearing of Tui's cooperation, Albert followed suit. Uh, he gave up names, info, and importantly, the location of most of his cash. It was buried in his parents' backyard, the same house he grew up in. Beneath the palm tree, they find a blue barrel stuffed with one million in vacuum-packed cash. Uh, the American dream, yeah. I'm telling you. It always winds up in a buried blue barrel. Uh, yeah. Further investigation reveals to authorities that his crew have been responsible for most of, if not all, the major data breaches from the last few years. So if you remember, like, over the course of, uh, like, in, in that time period, these were the, I remember reading about these in the news. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. it was, like, the first time, like, we had to be like, holy shit, like, they just... I do remember the TJ Maxx. Yeah. And, like, yeah, they, this was, like, and the, they started happening more and more, and it was like, oh, wow, like, this is, like, society being like, okay, we have to catch up. You know, like, we have to catch yeah. up to what's out there. So... Well, this is very timely of you to, to pick yeah, up I did. <laughs> the Equifax. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. Uh, it was totally by accident, but I put it together after I started typing. <laughs> I was looking for relevant stuff, and it was like I, I tried to do a few because you want to do relevant. No, no, but so I found this, and I was like, okay. So, uh, so yeah, so they then that now there was still the two other guys. Uh, there was um, there was uh, Matt. The fuck was it? Steve, Stephen Watt, Stephen Watt, the, the master coder, yeah. the guy that, that knocked out that crazy code. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, yeah, he was still out there. They, um, I do apologize here. Okay. okay. Further investigation reveals that his crew had been responsible. For, oh, sorry. Here we go. Starting from here. I don't know if you can timestamp that and edit that. That was bad. All right. Uh, so the feds closed in on Jonathan James. Now remember, he was the teen whiz hacker. He was the one that was like kind of like the celebrity in the crew, like the way they would have gone to jail yeah. and he was there. He was. He's the Johnny Lee Miller of hackers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, feeling the heat and thinking that he was going to catch all of the blame because of his previous uh, troubles. James pins a note proclaiming his innocence and puts a gun to his head and takes his own life. Yeah. It's, it's very sad, too, because he was in the thing he makes it. He's like, I know he's going to put this all on me and I'm this. I'm not even if it's 10 years. That's 10 years. That I don't want to do. Uh, God damn. The, the people were like the, the fucking uh, the feds were like, man, we had possibly a parole violation on him and a few other things Like he wouldn't have got more than three or four years. God damn. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that's fucking sad, obviously. Now, Heartland Payment Systems takes a huge hit. Uh, they have to pay out one hundred and ten million and they watch their stock price plummet from 20 a share to less than four dollars a share. So so they had to pay back people who lost. Money. Yes. And because they were um, they, they had had outside data systems come in and look at their outside, like analysts look at their systems and they couldn't find it. And those and so they said, we, we don't think anything's in here. So I, I there was a problem with uh, getting their insurance company to insure the money. Uh, not sure what. Yeah, because their insurance company. Well, no, no, you you were made aware of a problem and didn't fix it and didn't uh, and, uh, make your shareholders aware. Didn't make your yeah yeah. So it was yeah, they did not come out good. But I mean, oh no, Heartland pay, Heartland payment systems, you know, payment systems. <laughs> someone think of the corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, please God, someone think of the corporations. <laughs> uh, all in all, it's estimated that Albert Gonzalez and his crew stole over two hundred. 
hundred million credit card numbers and walked away with, and this is a big one, four hundred million dollars. God damn. Yeah, and they say it's hard to so, track. Uh, just to get to put this in perspective, they stole two hundred million credit card numbers. There are three hundred million people in the United States. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they got they had your shit. shit. They had your shit. They had our yeah. shit. Yeah. They, uh, when it was all said and done, uh, they looked at everything. They pulled off the largest identity theft in the history of the world, <laughs> and uh, they changed the way the industry works forever. Uh, you know, everybody had to re revamp the way they were. They're why we have those fucking chips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they. they so you have to put in the machine and wait ten minutes while it beeps at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Tui, Stephen Watt, and Chris Scott all received multi-year sentences, and Albert Gonzalez was sentenced to twenty years in prison. Five sentences of 20 years in prison to be served concurrently uh his restitution is set at 172 million so no dollar he ever makes will be his own ever again <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. yeah uh at his trial his defense tried to claim that his crimes were not crimes of greed but that he suffered from asperger's syndrome it was acting compulsively <laughs> against his will <laughs> Wait, how did how did being Spectre make him a criminal? Uh, they were saying that his fascination with computers, like what he was watching happen, was not like he knew what he was doing. Oh, like he didn't have like a sense of empathy about it. He was like, "I'm making these programs." Yeah, I'm making these programs, and I'm winning at this game that I'm playing. You know, like like right. like, like like they were trying to say that it wasn't like he was just I need more and more money, and then the, 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 uh, yeah, uh, the court didn't buy it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm so, yeah yeah I'm sorry for this one. They they said it was they said it was pretty hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. It's been good hosting this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, they didn't buy it. They said he was uh, he was a natural born leader. Uh, like he had char- you know, he had charisma. He was just it wasn't. It didn't fly. Everybody, everybody yeah. bit the dust. Uh, they, uh, yeah, that's that was that. It was all just kind of came crumbling down. I'd say total, total. So let's see. So we got to get down to whether or not it was worth it. Uh, so we have we we said it four hundred million split. Um, well, four hundred million, but they split it half and half with uh, with old uh, Berminsky dude. It was, yeah, it was four hundred million there. That was that was that was what was taken. That was that's what was took. So that was split down the middle because they would. So they he probably got the leader. The leader probably got uh, let's say seventy five. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So he made seventy five million dollars, uh, and he lived like a fucking insane rock star alien king. <laughs> ghost god for fucking uh for uh let's see how long did he did he live that life for yeah uh, uh it began in 2004 and he was arrested in 2008 so four years quick. yeah four years of the good life mm, i'm i think it's not worth it I, but i think the only reason that like i would be tempted is because this guy lived like how we would live yeah. <laughs> to like, like a lot of the people who do this we find out how they spend their money and it's on show yeah, yeah. Like like that. it's like i don't care about that yeah these, but like these dudes went I fucking would like crazy to rent a condo on the beach in miami with all my friends and do a bunch of drugs. yeah drink, so drink like magic milkshakes more <laughs> It makes it seem like more tempting. Yeah, well, the temptation—it's definitely yeah, not worth it. Is, is the temptation's easily there. I, I again, what's fucked up is is the restitution. We're not fucked up. I mean, obviously, he needs to pay restitution. He stole money, but like, uh, 
Uh, the, what's fucked up is that he, up when he gets out, no, he gets no, out. no dollar he makes is ever going to be his own. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, like yeah. his, the rest of his life, even after he's out of jail, is fucked. You know, like so. Yeah, and like that must that must be really hard for someone like that who like clearly defined themselves by their sort of skills. Yes. Yeah. Like yes, he because clearly it's like I, I do think there's something to be said for it. obviously greed is a motivating factor here, but. And I like the, his defense is obviously yeah. bullshit, but like I think when people do things like this and they like, because I was thinking while you were talking, I was just like, why don't they just stop? Like, why they have enough? Like, why why are they still doing yeah. this? And it's like it is a little bit of a problem solving thing, and like they probably were really stoked that they figured out how to do this. Yeah, and now this guy is like. He doesn't get any of that satisfaction ever again. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll never feel that way. Uh, that, that was that was right, it. and he'll never be able to like do this thing that he. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, and it's like it's not like I feel bad for him, but like I wouldn't want that life. Yeah, no, I I, I wouldn't want it either. I would, that, like 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 I feel like even once I saw the the return that I got, I would like like the, once I got that first three hundred thousand dollar box, I think that would scare me more than anything. I'd be like, fuck, how do you account for three hundred thousand dollars missing? That or three hundred thousand dollars missing from somewhere and three hundred thousand dollars has now miraculously appeared in my possession i've got yeah. I have a lot of fucking questions to answer i can't enjoy this the way i want i think that would scare me out of enjoying it well <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean i think so too but i went to get a bagel today and i waited uh it was really busy and i waited uh for someone to take my money at the cash register for like a really long time and they just kept ignoring me and I just left and got a free bagel. <laughs> Get up. I still I still really enjoyed that bagel. <laughs> Hell yeah. I really I don't think the fact that I didn't pay for it tainted yeah. uh, its deliciousness. So, yeah. Very very yeah. true, very true. I I but I I, I <laughs> you know I I think a bagel is a little it's it's fairly on par with 300 grand. I mean, I, depending on when you get it, man, I would love a bagel right now. Um, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm taunting my New York. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Just get out of here with, with your bagels and your museum of modern art. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've been in a situation. Yeah, this was a good one. Yeah. Did you, I think I've heard of this before. Did you read a Rolling Stone? Article no, this, this one, uh, to credit this one, this was, um, American greed. Okay. Very great. I, I yeah I, I I watched it a bit. I think I read I think I read a Rolling Stone article about this back in the day, and the thing that made me remember it was uh, the war driving and the magic. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> those will stand out. Those will stand out. <laughs> well, so it sounds like it sounds like it's not worth it. They had fun, but definitely not worth it, uh, folks. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to please uh, like, rate, share, subscribe. As we have a Facebook group now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a Facebook yeah, Facebook page. page. We have Facebook page go to the Facebook page it's lie cheat and steal on Facebook uh, I'm going to try to post enough content to be interesting and not enough to be annoying you know just uh, articles and supplementary information from stuff yeah 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 about. pictures uh, of people I'll go ahead and throw when the, uh, I'll, I'll make sure I throw this one up uh, I'll throw some stuff about this one up some pictures of these dudes so you can see what fat nerd look like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah please you know find us on there find us on Twitter you know holler at us fuck with us send us stuff um, you know uh, thank you for the horse names that was cool 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of like really positive feedback lately, and just uh, a lot of like interest in the podcast. It's been really cool. Yeah, it's really exciting, and we really appreciate uh, everybody for listening and, and giving us that great feedback. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I got voice recognized the other day. Uh, I was do- oh no way. Yeah, I was doing a show at Spider House, and I got off stage, and uh, I was walk. I walked back to the bar, got a drink, and then like this dude over goes, "Do you do a podcast about scams?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." He's like. As soon as you opened your fucking mouth, <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Cool." He heard you talking to the bartender about a dope monkey. Yeah, he's like, "I know that guy." <laughs> and that was a dope episode. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, you guys, you guys are great. Uh, Kath, it was great talking to you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, folks, remember, yeah, like, rate, share, listen, subscribe. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. And uh, most importantly, remember, folks, don't get caught. Don't get All caught. All right, y'all. See you later. Bye. national.